if you love the world, the love of the Father is not in you, is what the Word of God says. I'm going to give you some biblical meat. I know God's people are hungry for some meat. You may go to a church that is spoon feeding you baby's food, or maybe you're sipping on some nice warm milk, but I'm here to give you some meat from the Holy Spirit is what I pray. So we are not called to love this world or the things in this world. Don't get me wrong. I love my life. I pray that you love your life too. But God's will is very different from this world. James 4 verse 4 says, Adulterers and adulteresses. James is bold. Do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whoever therefore wants to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Or do you think that the scripture says in vain, the spirit who dwells in us yearns jealously? So you have the Holy Spirit inside of you and the Holy Spirit is yearning jealously for the love of the Father, to fellowship with the Father, to be in the Word, to pray, to call out upon the name of Jesus, to do the will of God, to pray and just have communion and fellowship with the Holy Spirit. You have a spirit inside of you that is yearning deeply for the things of God. But what is blocking that spirit? It's the love of the world. So James is bold enough to say adulterers and adulteresses. And adults, when you commit adultery, you sleep with someone else when you are in a marriage covenant with your husband or wife. So to commit adultery is to have a sexual relation with someone else when you've already committed to a marriage covenant. So this is what James says is adultery, is when you say you love God, but you're also trying to be a friend of this world. That word friendship in the Greek, it's phileo. It's a kind, affectionate, it's it's beloved. It means you're acquainted with that thing. You have similar interests and similar desires. We as Christians are not called to have similar interests with those who live in this world. We're called in this world, but not of it because you have a purpose, you have a calling, you have a destiny for your soul, for your family, for those who God has called you to minister to. So you cannot have friendship with this world. You are called to consecrate yourself for a greater purpose. One day you're going to walk down streets of gold. You're going to go to bed at night in a mansion of gold, clothed in garments of gold, with a cloak of peace and of righteousness and of holiness and a great joy. This is the calling of the Christian. God has promised a crown of life to those who love him.
but you cannot love God and love the world at the same time. 1 John 2, 15. There's a command not to love the world. John says, do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. So James is bold. He's straight up. He makes it very simple. John, excuse me, he doesn't have anything fancy really to add to it. He just says, hey, if you love the world, God's love It's not residing in you. It's not abiding in you. It's not living in you when you have a love for the world, for all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away and the lust of it but he who does the will of God abides forever. So there's two lusts, meaning desires at war here. There's one for the world and the things of the world to be recognized and acknowledged by the world, to fall under the patterns and the systems of the world. And then there's the love of the Father fueled by the Holy Spirit within you. But we know that the world is passing away and all of its desires. But when you do God's will, there is a promise that you will abide forever. You will live and dwell in heavenly places. You will be seated in Christ and God will elevate your soul to a new level of peace. But there's something that's blocking your blessing. It's coming for your calling, your blessing, your destiny. It's the love of the world, which is fueled by the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. When you know that your identity is in Christ, there's no pride to take in this life. I'm not taking pride in my accomplishments. I'm not taking pride in what I've done because these things will take the joy of Christ from me. My joy is in my salvation. The greatest thing that I could ever accomplish in my life is to have a deep, personal, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and to make him known, but mostly just to worship God and to know God. And when I worship God and I know God with a pure heart, I will want to make him known. But I'm not defined by my ministry. I'm not defined, of course, by followers that I have on social media, by how many souls I reach, by how many people I touch with the word of God. I'm defined by Christ and his blood and the cross. You are called in Christ into a greater calling and he transferred you from the kingdom of darkness, from this world and into his love. So reside in him, abide in him, and be aware of the lust of this world that will take you out of the love of the Father. And I know that you've made it here this far because you desire the love of the Father. So what's going to take you out of the love of the Father? It's the lust of the flesh. Our flesh has desires that are contrary to the love of the Father. It could be gluttony. It could be a spirit of lust, a spirit of 
adultery, doing things that are displeasing to the eyes of the Lord. It could be the pride of life, just wanting to build a name for yourself full of accomplishments and accolades that are contrary to the blessing that God has placed upon your life. God wants you to succeed. He may call you to build a business and do something great and mighty in the terms of business in this world, because I do believe that God wants to expand businesses for his kingdom. He wants to take territory in different brick and mortar stores. He wants to take territory in the online space and in products. But it becomes an idol once you find your identity in these things and not in the love of the Father. Be careful of the pride of life that will crush your calling and your confidence in Jesus Christ. I pray that your confidence comes from Jesus Christ and your love for Him. Your identity is in Christ. And they called Jesus crazy, saying that He was out of His mind. So guess what? They'll do the same to you. They will try to offend you. They will try to cause you to stumble. But when you know that you are seated in Christ and that he shed his blood for you, you can just pray for them. Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Love them. Don't return to them the evil that they gave to you, but just continue to bless them, pray for them, love on them, and let the love of the Father abide in you. Romans 12, 2 says, do not be conformed to this world. The world has certain systems set in place. There is a timestamp for everything in the world. You should be married at this age. You should have kids at this age. You should be making 100K a year at this age. You should have already gone through four years of high school, four years of college, gotten your master's degree at this age. You should already be a grandparent at this age. The world will try to timestamp your life and put the timeline of your destiny in a box. But when you are under the law of God, the will of God, God sits outside of time. He may call you in a different sort of way. And God's ways are above the systems of this world. Joseph went 13 years before he stepped into Pharaoh's kingdom, right? Second only to Pharaoh, stewarding the resources of a whole nation. It took 13 years and he had to go through a pit and a prison to get there. He served under Potiphar's house, rejecting the lust of Potiphar's wife. So that way he could make it to his destiny. So when you serve God and you have the position of a servant, it may take 13 years, but the elevation will be supernatural and God will take you and promote you exactly where you need to be. So the command is not to conform to this world, the lust of it, 
the systems of it, the patterns of it, the mindset of this world. This world says eye for an eye, tooth for a tooth. If someone does something bad to you, take vengeance. But God says vengeance is his. God says not to repay evil with evil, but to give good, to extend mercy, not to have a judge mental mind, but to extend mercy and compassion to others. So how are you going to be transformed from the conformities and the systems, the patterns of this world? You must be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word renew, or sorry, the word repent, It means to change your mind. It comes from the word metanoia in the Greek. Meta means mind. Noia means change. Repentance doesn't always have to be attached to emotion. It doesn't have to be attached to a lot of sorrow. Yes, the word of God actually does say that godly sorrow leads to repentance. So there's a difference between godly sorrow and worldly sorrow. We're not called to have worldly sorrow or worldly shame, but when you use sorrow in a godly way, it can lead you to repent and to change. But repentance simply means to change your mind, to shift your mind. You know that you had a thought of pride, shift your mind. Lust tried to come after you, shift your mind. Repent and move forward for the kingdom and the glory of God. Repentance does not always have to be an emotional sorrow fest. It means that you change your mind. You set your mind on heavenly things, things above, and you choose not to conform to the patterns of this world because you know that your calling is greater. Your destiny is greater. You know that you fear the Lord and that the wisdom of God is the fear of the Lord and that the fear of the Lord is to hate evil, to hate every evil way of this world. I've been seeing a lot of stuff on sex trafficking come out recently, some disgusting stuff. And I was telling God, man, I hate this world. I hate this world. I hate the systems of this world. I hate these spirits and this wicked agenda that is trying to shut down the exposure of sex trafficking because people need to know about sex trafficking. These wicked schemes of the devil need to be exposed. And knowing that something like exposing the enemy is trying to be shut down by big media makes me say, man, I hate this world. I hate that things like sex trafficking are going on in this world. And I hate that people are trying to silence these voices of good. So don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This is a daily process. Repentance is something that you walk in daily. The renewing of the mind and the transformation of the soul must be a daily commitment to God, to reading his word, to serving him, to praying to him. This is a daily commitment. The best way to have rest in your soul is through labor. You got to work 
for your rest. And prayer is a form of labor. Reading the Word of God and studying His Word is a form of labor, but it leads to a rest and a peace for your soul that this world just can't offer. So as Christians, we're called to a continual life of transformation, not conforming, but transforming, not seeing things how they are, but seeing above them, seeing from God's lens, seeing from his perspective, knowing that that's evil and you're not going to conform it conform to it, knowing that that's not God's law, but that's man's law. And I don't have to abide by it because I want to be in God's law. I want to be in his will. I want to see how he sees. And the word of God says, blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. So you must be transformed by the renewing of your mind every single day. And then you will prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Romans 8, 6 says to be carnally, meaning fleshly, minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. How do you know where your mind is at? Well, your mouth is the fruit of your mind. Your mouth will often speak your mind or your heart. So if you are speaking death or speaking curses from your mouth, it will show you where your mind is at. What are you speaking over people? What are you speaking over your church or the past church that you left or your past friends? Because in the kingdom of God, you are called to be faultless, to be without blame, not to be blasphemy and blaspheming and speaking drama and cursing other people. Even though they wronged you, you have no right to curse them publicly. If you do this, you need some healing in your heart. You need more time in the presence of God and you need to allow his spirit to come and enter into your heart to soften any bitterness and to have his spirit of forgiveness flow in you. I'm praying that God softens your heart, that it hardens your heart to this world. I pray that your heart just be hardened to this world, to the lust of the world, the pride of life and all the things in the world that don't actually satisfy you. And I pray that your heart be softened to the Spirit of God. And I pray that your soul be enlightened to the Holy Spirit yearning within you because a great and mighty God, a spirit of wisdom, of counsel, of knowledge, of understanding, of the fear of the Lord is inside of you and God wants the fellowship and the communion with you. Can you believe that? Abraham was called a friend of God. What's better than being a friend of God? To be a friend of the Most High God. The carnal mind is enmity. The fleshly mind that loves this world is an enemy against God. God, because Satan is the prince of this 
world. He rules this world. So when you love the world, it's an open door for the devil to come on in through to your soul. When you love the world and the music of the world and the systems of the world, it's it's like inviting Satan in, saying, hey, come sit with me, my friend, the devil. I want to fellowship with your darkness and see dark things. But when you love God, you hate the things of this world. You want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. You want to exalt Jesus because you know that if his name be lifted up, he will draw more people unto himself. And there is no name under heaven by which any man can be saved other than the name of Jesus. So the carnal mind is an enemy of God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can be. There is a law that says when you sow into the Spirit, you will reap spiritual blessings. But when you sow into the flesh, you will reap the works of the flesh, which are adultery, fornication, lewdness, jealousy, wrath, anger, malice. You don't want fellowship with these things because they block the blessings of God. Galatians 5 Verse 24, how do you know if you're Christ? How do you know if you really belong to Jesus? You're in this world, but how do you know you belong to Jesus? It says, those who are Christ have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. This is a check for you to see whether or not you belong to Jesus. Have you crucified the flesh with its passions or desires, or do you desire binge-watching Netflix more than Jesus? Do you still fornicate? Are you still filled with lust in your eyes? This is how you know there needs to be some crucifixion of the flesh and some consecration for the kingdom in the kingdom of God. You can go to church for decades in the lukewarm church. That's the sleeping giant. But do you belong to Jesus? Are you truly Christ? It's time to grow up in Christ and to grow in Christ. Amen. Those who are Christ have crucified the flesh along with its ungodly passions and desires. I'm praying for a new fire for you, my friend. I'm praying that you do not love this world or the things in this world, but I'm praying that the love of the Father be in you and that the love of the Father is greater than any love of this world. When you make an idol out of anything in this world, God will give you over to the fruit of that idol. And the fruit of that idol is the destruction of your soul. So be careful of sneaky idols. What is an idol? It's anything that you put above your beautiful Savior, Jesus Christ. It can be marriage, a sport, a video game, a TV show, a food addiction. Don't have any lust. Don't have any idols. Don't love the things of this world, but have your love to be set upon Jesus. Amen. God bless you.
Thanks for listening, supporting by hitting the like button, sharing this with someone who needs it. Engage with me in the comments and I will see you soon. God bless you, family. Bye-bye.